At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are presented by BetMGM here on Live Bet Saturday. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel out in the Windy City. You're, you're actually in Chicago, right? You're not like in some weird suburb outside of Chicago. No, I grew up in the North suburb, Arlington. But that's uh, currently located in Chicago, Lakeview East area. So the real deal now, JVT. All right. I've only been, uh, is it O'Hare? Is that the airport? Mm-hmm. I have been yep. in the airport. You got O'Hare for... out the Burb area, and then you got Midway around the city. But you don't want to venture to Midway. Uh, yeah, I went to O'Hare's in a flight, a stopover. I was there for like two hours flying back from Atlantic City when uh, when VSIN was sending me out there on a weekly basis. That's the most I've seen of Chicago. That's about it. So next time, if I have a longer layover uh, on VSIN's dime, of course, I will go and check out the city. Uh, all right, that's Danny Burke, by the way. I don't think I, I mentioned that he's in Chicago, uh, but I did not mention his actual name. So Danny and I are going to be with you every single Saturday here from 9 to 12 Pacific time. Don't ask me to do the conversions of uh, Central time. Danny will do that for you on another day. All right, a couple of updates really quickly. Maryland, Danny. Uh, very big play, pretty much out of the gate here. A big touchdown run for the Terps has them up 24-7 to over Buffalo. So we're finally starting to see here a little bit some of that scoring that at least the market was expecting uh, when it closed about 66. It's starting to ratchet up a little bit. And what you like as an overbetter, if you've got it, it's not just scoring, it's quick scores. And you got that right out of the gate with Maryland now up 24-7 in this matchup. 
Yeah, Jamie T, this Maryland team was one of those question mark squads that I had in terms of the Big Ten because they've been incrementally improving year after year. And it's not really going to be a team, the Terps, that are probably going to rack up a lot of W's, but they'll be in the column of the teams that will play competitive to the very end. And I wasn't that confident in them in this game just because, and not that I'd studied a lot on Buffalo, but, you know, we at least know Buffalo can put out a really good offense and a strong team from time to time. So I guess I thought it'd be a little bit closer, but Hey, this is a good start for Maryland. And if they get a comfortable win, they'll be gaining some steam heading into conference play. If they could keep it up against the non-con opponents, you know, a lot of people, Danny, when they watch today's game, it seems unrecognizable to them, right? I mean, we're spreading guys out. We're throwing it downfield. Uh, guys are throwing the ball 40 ish times a game. Um, sometimes you need a palate cleanser. Sometimes you need a team that, over the course of a few drives, will total 56 yards and score three points and a half. That would be Maryland. Or excuse me, uh, Iowa, uh, not Maryland. So 3-3 tie halftime. We have just gotten started here. About 13:40 and change, it rolls on. Third and four for South Dakota State. But how about that? A grand total of 56 yards for Iowa, and they are being outgained 78-56 to by South Dakota State. Just a chef's kiss performance offensively from Iowa and South Dakota State. And that, of course, has an effect on everything we've seen. In-game total now, 23 and a half for these two. Jeez. Yeah, it was like 27. I guess some spots here, maybe 25 you can get. But I, I honestly think it probably stays under. That's a thing. Like it's going to be like a nine, three game, or I don't know, maybe like a 10, three it's, you're going to get like one big score, maybe another field goal. And it'll probably come from the side of Iowa. And again, if you get Iowa at minus three, it's very tempting. It, it's very tempting. Yeah, I don't want to back Petrus, but they're going to have to find a way you would imagine it'd be hysterical if they don't. And I kind of don't want them to, but from an objective betting standpoint, they will inevitably, again, as we've said, find a gross way to win this game, but that's Iowa for you, baby. Yep. And uh, a, an update here as we are in the second half. Now Rutgers and Boston college, uh, we talk about quick yeah. scores. Scarlet Knights got one. Uh, Rutgers now down 14 to 12 to Boston College. Remember that Rutgers, of course, had about three key players that were out in this matchup. And this comes on the uh, heels of a fumble by BC on their own 11 yard line. So it's a mm. short field that Rutgers takes advantage of here. Uh, they score a touchdown. Uh, they fail, I believe, the two point conversion because they are down 14 12 and BC's got the ball. So again, Rutgers down a few guys, closes about a nine point underdog, depending on where you looked and shot for that number. They are now down two with 12. 56 left to go in the third and a quick update I've got on my screen Danny we have a delay here between uh, Sam Houston and Texas A&M inclement weather has uh, postponed this game to a certain extent delay sorry not postponed because postponed indicates that maybe it is not going to be played today so we have a weather delay between Texas A&M and Sam Houston so we'll keep you up to date on that and once they resume play uh, but maybe a uh, an opportunity for Texas A&M to kind of re-gear here as their offense had been off to a slow start yeah, they could use any help they can get. And I was kind of looking around on Twitter and some people following the Aggies team pretty closely were saying, don't let the 17 to nothing score fool you. And not that that's a big lead, but that they're pretty much just fighting for every inch here. And, and it's really not indicative of how the score should be. So, yeah, maybe this reset Jimbo screams at them even more than he was during halftime. I, I don't know what they need, but it, it's got to be something better. Now we're seeing the spread at about 31 in the hook, and I'm seeing the total at about 39 and a half JVT. So, man, I mean, <laughs> he's still got a whole half, but Texas A&M has looked dirty this whole game. 
Two updates for you. This is great, man. We got action going everywhere here. Uh, first off, again, we got a good news, bad news situation here. Uh, you want good news? You yeah. want bad news first? I think I know the bad news is rip the Band-Aid off already. We could get it over with. All right. Uh, UNC looks like has scored another touchdown on their opening drive here in the second half against App State. So extra point pending. I believe that's your quarterback, May, that ran that into the end zone. Uh, we have, it looks like, a 34-21 lead for the Tar Heels here. Yeah, uh, not ideal to get the second half started. Appalachian State's defense has just collapsed ever since that 21 to 7 lead. And more so, you got to give credit where credit's due. North Carolina, their defense, that was a main reason that I liked App State in this game because I thought they were going to really struggle out of the gates, and they did. But ever since they let up the 21 points, I think it's been three consecutive three and out, maybe not three and outs, but just three consecutive possessions where it's been scoreless for the Mountaineers after they had such a enormous start and you thought that they could carry that on and get something going before the half but man that's not the case now so uh, seven and a half is the live line in favor of the Tar Heels total JVT 85 and a half is what I'm seeing in the juices to the over yep and I believe we'll double check uh yep we're sitting right on the pre-flop total of 56 so uh Got a 56 and a half under, you're hoping for no more points. And if you got a 56, well, you're hoping for no more points. You can get a push at least to the, at the very least there. And you mentioned the in-game numbers there as a NC, a seven and a half point favorite. The good news for the show, because we're all friends here, a scoop and score off of a fumble. The Michigan Wolverines have scored a touchdown. It is 30 to nothing. Wolverines up on top of Colorado State. Now, this total still is under where I got it at. It went in-game at 56 and a half. Uh, we are now looking at Michigan as a 43 and a half point favorite with a total of 51 and a half so still need more points there Rams need to do their part but a very early score there for the Wolverines and a defensive score at that so we'll see if they can continue to punish the Colorado State Rams and I think that is it I was going to update one more thing from an in-game standpoint but I think that was all unless I missed a score here and uh no that is not the case Boston College is driving at this point right now so let me let's talk about this really quickly uh, Danny, because as we kind of look at everything overall in today's uh, slate, and there's a lot of big contests that we talked a lot about the primetime matchups. I will ask you this from the standpoint of the non-primetime matchups, some of the lower tiered games that a lot of people think are very sexy. Uh, what, if anything, has been on your radar for the day that is to be here in college football? There's been a couple of games that I've sniffed out a little bit. Again, you know, we've pretty much gone over the bets that we have pulled the trigger on or have been very curious about. And I and I want to ask you about this, too, because I know that you were covering these teams a little bit with the college football guide. But this one is going to be starting maybe an hour and a half from now, I think. But San Diego State and Arizona, the Aztecs laying about six in the hook. This totals at 47. Now, Arizona, correct me if I'm wrong again, but I their expectations not high really whatsoever this year. And San Diego State, we know, can have a prolific defense. But I think there's a lot of transition with this SDSU team coming into this season. But what do you make of this game? Because I've been debating whether this is worth to invest in or not uh, so I bet Arizona plus six and a half against San Diego State and you know not a favorable situation you kind of alluded to that they're uh, not only on the road but they're opening up a brand new stadium out there uh, the Snapdragon Stadium I think is the name uh, so it's going to be a pretty good environment I think there's gonna be a lot of obviously Aztec support because of the excitement around a new venue for them something that that program's been waiting for for a while 
But for me, it's a couple of aspects. First off, Arizona's a team that I kind of got circled in that might be a little bit better than the market indicates. Yes, they were 1-11 last year, but they bring about 15 guys back. Uh, it is a team that I thought in Jed Fish showed some improvements as the year went along last year. And it's actually a play against San Diego State, a team that I think is uh, quite overvalued. You see teams in the Mountain West, right? We're going to see Boise State later tonight against Oregon State, San Diego State, the recognizable brands that most assume should be at the top of that conference. But that paradigm has shifted. We saw Fresno State the other night look really good in their matchup, albeit as a big favorite, but still Fresno State is a team that is, I at least, rate as the best team in that conference. Air Force is a team that most have favored in every yeah. single one of their matchups. So for me, it's a multiple things on top of playing against the perception. I think the market's just a little too high on San Diego State. And the other thing, too, we talked about this. A lot of people have the same sentiments when it comes to Iowa, to Wisconsin. Yeah, if you only had a quarterback, right, these offenses could look great. And while you bring in a transfer for the ACC, this offense still is not going to be dynamic. The defense is going to be great. But I think all these things put together at six and a half, a number that I thought was going to be under five, like that five of like four and a half point range. I took six and a half with Arizona here. Yeah, and then JBT, really quick, the other game that I think will just be fun to watch from a viewing standpoint, Quinn Ewers in Texas, of course, this should be a cakewalk for them pretty much in this spot, but so much hype for this kid coming into college football, and yeah, I mean, his name's up there in terms of Heisman's, not that I would actually invest in him, but let's see what he can showcase week one here with Texas. Let's see if the Longhorns actually got a squad they can run with, and not that we're going to find it out based on their matchup today, but it's a start, and I think their offense certainly will be a lot more exciting this season. Well, and if you read between the lines and some reports out there, um, it wasn't like a dominant performance from Quinn Ewers in that quarterback battle. It was actually really close, uh, according to some reports, and not one that maybe he just ran away with. So that's the, yeah, that's the more fascinating aspect of that, Danny, is if he gets off to against an opponent like this, a somewhat slowish start for a very, very highly rated team, it's going to be something to keep an eye on. All right, we'll come back. By the way, Boston College, uh, that is now 20-14 to 14 against Rutgers. Keep you up to date on everything from a live betting perspective here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page updated every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. A quick correction I believe I misrepresented the score. I said it was 21 14, Boston College is 21 12. Uh, Rutgers failed to get that two-point conversion. So BC up on top of Rutgers in that contest and a uh, very poor performance from this offensive line for Colorado State. They have punted it away to Michigan again, so the Wolverines have the ball up 30 to nothing. They are a minus 7,000 money line favorite at this point right now in this game against Colorado State. Let's talk a little bit more about one of our other primetime matchups later today. Georgia will take on Oregon at a uh, very, very nice facility. And let's talk to Brandon Marcello, college football national writer, 24-7 source. Brandon, are you on the actual field right now? Yeah, well, I was. I just uh, oh. ran into Phil Knight, actually. Um, took a picture of him real quick as I was on hold here and tweeting it out as I speak. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. So let's, let's look at it from this standpoint really quickly. One of the things that I've been saying about this is I think people would be surprised how well Oregon matches up along the line of scrimmage on both sides against a team like Georgia. Would you echo those sentiments that offensively and defensively along those lines that Oregon is pretty stout? I don't know about that. I, I, I think Georgia's defensive line <clears throat> is not obviously as deep as it was last season, but I, I do think they got a slight edge against that Oregon offensive line. I think what's going to be really interesting is seeing that Oregon defensive line and their linebackers up against, uh, you know, Georgia's offensive line there in the trenches. But I think that there's a possibility there that maybe they can get in and frustrate Stetson Bend a little bit. But, but the issue is is that the Bulldogs are just so stacked at running back that that makes it a little bit more difficult to, you know, kind of even things out. But, you know, I, I go into this one, I, I guess I'm trying to, like, lower my expectations a lot of ways because I'm almost I'm, – I'm expecting a blowout, to be quite honest. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping for anything but. But that's kind of my expectation going into this. 
So, Brandon, a lot of reason that some people may be looking at the side of Oregon, aside from what JVT already mentioned, is because of that turnover that you had with Georgia in the offseason. But we know they're capable, more than capable, of replacing these guys immediately with other studs. So it sounds like you believe that they'll have no problem overcoming, I guess, what you'd maybe call adversity of losing some of their top guys for this game. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at, when you look at Georgia, I mean, they, you got Jalen Carter, you've got guys all across the field where they're going to be able to count on them. I think the thing that we get lost with Georgia last season is obviously they were very deep uh, along that defense and they rotated so much. I mean, they had some players that are playing 20, 25 snaps per game that you look at their stats and you're like, there's no way they're getting the type of stats they have without playing 45 to 50 snaps a game. But they rotated so heavily, it kept them fresh. And, and out there on the field, that that's why they were so dominant. And so you go back and look, does that affect them this year? Obviously, under new D.C. with Will Muschamp calling the place, they're not as deep. Is that going to affect their rotation? And are they going to be fresh? Say, Let's say this game is a tight game. Is Georgia's defense able to stay fresh out there and, and take over like they did so many times last year? So, Brandon, what kind of pace are you expecting in this game? This total's actually been bet up from 51 to 54 and a half. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I do think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I do think Oregon's going to put up some points. I think Bo Nix, the expectation is he's going to start at quarterback for Oregon. I'm very, very anxious and excited to see him start behind an offensive line that's actually good. At Auburn, he started behind an offensive line that was pretty bad, and I think he didn't trust those guys in front of him. And it got in his head at times. He tried to create, and that hurt his numbers a little bit the last couple of seasons. I wonder if he trusts his guys there at Oregon. And if he does, I think he's a really good quarterback and a guy who can put up some numbers and get them down the field. Oregon stacked at running back. I like Oregon being able to put up some points here. I, I just, I, I wonder, you know, if Georgia, they can slow down Georgia at all. But yeah, I, I, I'm very much in favor of, uh, of seeing this being a high scoring affair. I don't think it'll be anything but. Brandon, if there is a weakness on the side of Georgia that Oregon can't expose and potentially cover as a 17-point underdog with, what do you think that would be? That's a good question. I, I think that when Oregon comes out, if you see them, I think Oregon's going to come out and they're going to try and do a lot of motion stuff uh, offensively. They're going to try and confuse Georgia's defense and get Georgia to start making some check calls. Uh, and they're going to try and run plays while they're trying to make those checks. That's kind of the, the idea and the plan going into this. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and been told. And uh, we'll see if that works against, you know, obviously a defense led by Will Muschamp is a veteran has seen it all. But I think Oregon's going to come in here and try and confuse them a little bit uh, before, this, before the ball is snapped. And obviously right when it snapped, when they uh, – try to get them in, caught in some movements there. So that, I'm very interested to see if they can get Georgia kind of out of alignment, so to speak. Brandon Marcello, again, National College Football Reporter, 24-7 Sports. Hey, man, we really appreciate it, Brandon. We know you're very busy, especially since you're there at Mercedes-Benz. So thank you for the time. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. Man, what a spot. I've been down on the, the field quite a few times over at Allegiant, but uh, – I think I'd like to go out there and be on the field for a Georgia-Oregon matchup. UNLV-Idaho State just doesn't carry the same magic. You know what I mean? <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit different. But, no, that's awesome, man. I mean, hell of a game to get things kicked off with right away. 
And how about, I mean, he's thinking a blowout on the side of Georgia. Not that that would really take anybody by surprise. Uh, you know, I bet Oregon plus 17, but it's Georgia. So if they go out there and cover that number with ease, again, it wouldn't take me aback. But, man, I mean, right out of the gates, Georgia making a statement against the Ducks. That'd be something. Now, really quickly, I want to let everybody know that uh, there is another game that actually did kick off about 20 minutes ago. Iowa State taking on Southeast Missouri uh, State, the Red Hawks. So just to update there, we're scoreless. It's early, but I want to let you know that that game is currently underway. And uh, while we were talking with Brandon, no real score updates. I haven't seen an update yet as to what is going to happen with Sam Houston and Texas A&M. For those who do not know, there's a weather delay there, so we're waiting to see when play will resume at some point. We should give some love. We haven't talked about this game that much. I'm sorry. I know you're really big on this matchup between UConn and Central Connecticut, Danny. Uh, but UConn is leading 14-3 to in that matchup with Central Connecticut. Uh, a week after looking okay for UConn, at least, covering as an underdog against Utah State. And we're still in this heated deadlock 3-3 between Iowa and South Dakota State. And the other game that is in the third, which we have not given enough love to here, uh, Delaware, Danny, up 7-0 over Navy with 7.42 left to go in the third quarter. So it would be a somewhat disappointing start to the year if the midshipmen cannot pull this off against the Delaware Fighting Blue Hens. They're a one-and-a-half-point underdog in-game in this one. Interesting. Well, JBT, I do have an announcement to make. Uh, I am officially declaring App State dead. Not that there's not enough time left, but they had fourth and seven going into UNC territory and they just couldn't even throw the ball off. He's just scrambling left and right. Get sacked. UNC takes over with a 14 point lead. They're laying 13 in the hook on the live line. Total dips down a little bit to 76 in the hook little bit of juice to the over still at this moment, but man, it's been all North Carolina for quite some time. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, now it's setting in with the reality of being ticked off that app state just has just been non-existent. I mean, that's the only way to put it. I mean, UNC has just been alphing them since that point on. Uh, it, I wanted to bring up, I'm glad you brought this game back up because I forgot to note this. We have seen now a couple of these games, and this is off recollection, so I have to go back and see. But some of these major steam moves, Danny, they've not really been uber successful, right? I mean, take a look at this game, for example. UNC was initially the two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. They close as three-point underdogs. They're up 35-21 right now in this game. Go back to yesterday, right? The market, I think, overreacts to Illinois' win. Illinois' win. Uh, Illinois' win. Sorry, I got confused with the S at the end there. Illinois' win over Wyoming in week zero. So what happens? We get that number all the way down to one and a half. Well, Indiana yeah. ends up winning in that game too. So we kind of see this from time to time, which leads me to my main overall point. Western Kentucky is now a 16 and a half <laughs> point favorite on the road against Hawaii. Is this going to be another one of these market overreactions, especially after we saw from week zero result? the market really kind of gets like, oh, man, this team looked really good, or oh, this team looked really bad. These are two teams that played in Week 0, and the market reacting strongly to both of those results. And I would say Western Kentucky actually really looked that great in their Week 1 win, Week 0 win. Uh, what is it, JVT? You're ready to get hurt again, right? That's your uh, philosophy heading into this game. I am. I, I think I think <laughs> I am, especially if we're going to talk about, again, it's the getaway game. doesn't kick off till 9 p.m. our time out here on the West Coast. If we're talking about getting like that 17-point mark, I might be ready to sweat out another Hawaii game. If it gets to that point, it would be hard to ignore uh, ignore Hawaii if it got to that high. I, I feel like I'd be shocked if it went up that much. 
for the Hilltoppers in not, I mean, there's still plenty of time, right? And the late game always has a little bit of a different twist to it. Everybody trying to get that last bet in there, but I, I get where your head's at. And I would rather take the points most definitely, as opposed to laying it this early on with Western Kentucky, the overreaction definitely could be applied. I'll get you there. I'll get you there at some point. I promise. <laughs> All right, Michigan uh, right now driving, but it's an incomplete pass. So we'll see what they got here coming up on second down. We'll come back. We got plenty left to get to folks. Last 30 minutes of our version of live bet Saturday. Then we send it off to the South Point for the rest of the day as well. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. football season and betters know that this is when the money's made baby nobody knows football like vsin now's the time to become a vsin subscriber get our comprehensive college of pro guides only vsin subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats power ratings plus best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards sign up early and for a discounted 175 dollars you'll receive both guides and full vsin access all the way through the super bowl or join us for 40 bucks a month to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all options and become a part of the sports betting network. Take great pride in those betting guides, man. Do a lot of great work on those. So make sure you check those out. All right. Before we get to what we have planned here, uh, I wanted to expand a little bit on what we were talking about, Danny. And uh, we can kind of spin this into one of our pro tips, which, by the way, VEASAN.com. Check out all the pro tips that are available that are up there. Absolutely fantastic tool. Really good nuggets in there from a lot of our VEASAN experts and analysts on how to up your performance as a better. Um, But I wanted to focus on results from one game, right, and reacting to those results. And we brought up a couple of examples, ones that are actually in the books. The reaction from the market because we saw Illinois play football and beat up on, frankly, is a bad Wyoming team with, we talked about stability rankings earlier, uh, not a lot of stability, at least, and came to production. A lot of the guys that were on that team last year left, Danny, and so they get beat up by Illinois, market freaks out, Illinois goes from a four-point favorite at the open all the way down to one-and-a-half-point underdog, or excuse me, I said four-and-a-half-point favorite, four-and-a-half-point underdog, down to one-and-a-half, who ends up winning a covering? It's Indiana, right? So the market reacts. Betters could take advantage of that. Get in on a watered-down number at one and a half. Boom, you're profitable there. I brought that up in favor of Hawaii, right? We don't know the result yet, Dan, but my overall point here is that when this initially opened, Western Kentucky was an eight, eight-and-a-half point favorite on the road because we saw one game in which, admittedly, Hawaii looked absolutely awful and gave up 35 points in a single quarter to Vanderbilt. Now we have moved this eight points, eight-and-a-half points, and I would just say that like, you don't want to overreact that much from one result because you like it's one game, and over the course of, what, 11, 12 possessions, you're going to alter this power rating by over a full touchdown? It just seems foolhardy, and I think you should kind of stick to your guns when it comes to the initial ratings. Yeah, it's probably the most common error that betters make, and I'll still make it to this day. I kind of got to stop and take a second to, to realize day? that. Yeah, well, hey, I mean – you know, you look at a team like my alma mater, Nebraska, I'm Saints fire Scott Frost. Everyone's freaking out and I don't want to do, have anything to do with them after the expectations were so high with the Cornhuskers. And now you just as a fan, at least from my perspective, you're ticked off and you're like, ah, oh, this team's got no chance. But look, you you got to remember what you had established as your is your preseason thought process for this team. Did I envision a team like Nebraska losing to Northwestern? No, I didn't. But I still have them as a team that can win a lot of these games. And 
And, you know, today it's not going to matter against a crap team. But, you know, when you look up that matchup that they have at home against a team like the Oklahoma Sooners, that will probably make Nebraska a bigger underdog. But every game is a different setting. That's why you have so many upsets in college football, because everything's unique. Everything's different. The environments alter game to game, week to week. So don't completely overreact. And that ties in a lot of times to that line movement that you were talking about, JVT. We've seen these really significant, uh, significant movements and it hasn't come through. Now it's early and everything's kind of wonky at the beginning of the seasons, but you're right. You really got to pause, reflect and understand that these games can change by the minimal amount of possessions. And that doesn't mean that this team has just drastically changed with their power ratings. No team is as good or as bad as they were the uh, prior week is what a lot of people like to say. And yeah, nothing's better to attribute that than college football, especially early on this season. But before we get to uh, our couple of the betting splits and where we're looking at in terms of monies and tickets for some of the primetime games and some others, uh, some very quick updates. First off, uh, East Carolina is knocking on the door. They got a first and goal here after a couple of nice passes to get downfield. So again, East Carolina down 21 to seven in that matchup with North Carolina State, NC State, uh, Iowa. Iowa has yeah, pulled I was just ahead. At that. <laughs> they, they, they finally found some points, albeit oh. some exotic points. They are up five three over South Dakota State after a safety. <laughs> they also have the ball back here. So this high-powered offense looking to crack the 110-yard oh. mark uh, moving down the field potentially with Spencer P., Danny, and uh, now a second and five for the Hawkeyes. I I hope that they end this game 5-3. to three. would be the great thing in Iowa Hawkeye football history. We we didn't even contemplate that, which should have been obvious if Iowa was going to score. It was going to be by a safety. But this could go down as one of the best week one games that we've seen in quite some. It's ugly enough to where it's just so magnificent. Uh, and uh, Michigan, Colorado State, the best drive for the Rams actually had them inside the 40-yard line of Michigan, but they go for it on fourth and three and completely fail. So Michigan gets the ball back. And I got to tell you, so one of the storylines coming out of this, not just from a betting standpoint, but of course, I mean, I would assume for those who make ratings that maybe there's no big difference between the two quarterbacks here for the Wolverines, Danny, especially when they're still competing. Uh, but it does look like uh, Michigan, when you're looking at the standpoint of what's going on here, uh, they are moving the ball right now and it is 37 to nothing. And when you're talking about their ability to move this ball, it's been pretty impressive. JJ McCarthy right now with a uh, run for 18 yards. He had a touchdown earlier that put them up 37 to nothing. So uh, this offense has looked a little bit better in the second half so far. Yeah, and, and I guess you got to think about it, too. I mean, it's the second half of the game. Colorado State's already been beaten down and, you know, Harbaugh and the coaching staff kind of have an idea of how to work around the Rams as of this point in the game. But look, this is going to be a good boost for McCarthy going into next week. What against Hawaii, a team that uh, you'll be sweating out inevitably later tonight. But it's a good sign, and depending on what you bet, I know you were kind of hoping Colorado State could help you out a little bit, but you still got some time. But, yeah, McCarthy, I mean, hey, if this is going to be their guy, it's a good start for him, albeit against Colorado State. You'll take what you can get. And, well, and here's the thing. The offense looks so much different because he's much more athletic, clearly, than McNamara. Yeah. Uh, they're running read options for him. He's been in there since halftime. Uh, he has yet to throw a pass. At this point, J.J. McCarthy. Okay, he's Jeez. thrown one. I think he's about to complete his first one. I'm a little behind here. So, I mean, he's one for one with three yards. 
Uh, McCarthy, they've been using his athleticism, and I would assume maybe that gives you a little bit of an edge here because you have a weapon and an asset that McNamara doesn't, which is you're clearly very athletic, and that has worked very well because if we're talking about consistency of flow, this Michigan team has been moving with McCarthy. And again, right now, they're the 25-yard line against Colorado State. Yeah, so 37 nothing. Yep. They're moving right now. What what was the last spread that you saw on that? I I was seeing in the, you know, obviously mid to upper 40s, but what did you have last uh, for that 44 game? and a half is the number that I've currently got on the screen right now in favor of Michigan. Okay, interesting. I mean, you know, they're going to start throwing in their reserves maybe on both sides of the ball. And if you think Michigan's secondary type of guys for their defense can hold their own and that they're going to push this one in, if you want to get involved, I guess the only way I would have to trust would be with Michigan as opposed to relying on Colorado State to randomly finally get some kind of offense. Not that I would be looking to get involved in this type of game, but that's probably where I would lean toward. All right, so we've talked a lot about these uh, these primetime games, right? And to give people an update, I know a lot of people value some of these betting splits, which, by the way, you can find up on vcin.com as a pro subscriber. Uh, for example, we go to the big primetime matchup, Utah-Florida, okay? Uh, the popular side, very clearly, the Utes over at DraftKings. And again, these are just one operations. Uh, 68% of the handles, 68% of the bets, a match on utah in this matchup against Florida, not surprising. It's been holding relatively strong as a two-and-a-half-point spread in that game. If you look at a little bit later in the day, not a shock here, 74% of the handle, 81% of the bets on Alabama minus 42 against Utah State. A lopsided count there uh, for those two. Um, and the last but not least, a little bit later, of course, Ohio State and Notre Dame, a little bit more even, and it speaks to what we've seen from a line move perspective, Dan. Ohio State, 54% of the handle, 53% of the bets on Ohio State, laying the points against Notre Dame, but we've seen that move. I wanted to take you a little bit later in the day as we're kind of looking around because we've talked about the big boys here. Uh, let's talk about some of the matchups that are a little bit off the radar. For example, we talked about stability earlier in the show BYU is a program that comes back that's pretty damn stable when it comes to returning talent, when it comes to the coaching staff. But they they take on a South Florida team, Danny, that's got about 15 guys coming back in their own right. Uh, this is one of the games that this is not a bet I have made yet, that we've been floating around that 12-point mark when it comes to BYU and South Florida. Uh, but the Bulls were definitely on the radar here, and the market has moved in the direction I expected. We're off of that 12, we're sitting at 11.5. I'm not sure what to make of this BYU team. I think they're a little overvalued given what we saw from them last year and from a big picture standpoint, a very challenging schedule. I am very much intrigued by the Bulls here later today. Maybe not betting them at 11.5, but from an in-game standpoint, if this gets inflated pretty early, early field goal for BYU, whatever it is, maybe looking in the direction of South Florida. Do you have any read on this game? I'm kind of with you, too. I, I mean, BYU is very perplexing because we always understand them as having a competitive bunch and a pretty good offense, especially from what they built last year and the year prior. But, you know, this year against South Florida, it's just a very tricky spot. And as you mentioned as well, the line moving down a little bit toward the Bulls, I would I would consider the idea of going with South Florida, if anything, pre-flop. But you talk about the in-game perspective. I think BYU does find a way to edge this one out. But again, I, I don't want to lay this 11 in the hook spot. So I would probably wait to actually see if BYU is a little bit slower to get things started. See if you can get this number. I would even say I wouldn't be shocked if you could get it under the key number of seven early on. If USF gets an early score, BYU's just going slow. That maybe look to jump on the Cougars at some point. 21 to 14, East Carolina has scored. Cut that lead to seven for NC State. We'll be back as we wrap it up here on Live That Saturday.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention, BetMGM customers. If you got a friend who loves sports as much as you do, there's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, bam, they receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, bam, again, you receive a $50 bonus as well. 
Share the excitement of BetMGM. Get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable site credit. Site credits expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. All right, before we get to best bets for the rest of the day, a quick update. Danny Burke out in Chicago. Uh, we do have some score updates to give to the masses who are enjoying us through second screen. Uh, first off, Maryland has tacked on some more here. 31-7, to the score between these two. So Maryland is now a 27.5-point favorite in-game, and this total has come crashing down because we got, I think, what do I got, 13-15 left to go. It, no, no. Yeah, 13-15 left to go in this fourth quarter. Uh, and right now, again, this has been one of the things to track from a betting standpoint today. This total closed 66 in-game total right now, 45 and a half. So uh, market got this, seems a little bit wrong, but crazier things have happened. The other score update, Michigan has made it a 44-0 beatdown of Colorado State. We've got just over 14, eh, 14-01 now. It's fit 13-59 left to go in this game. In-game number off the board. So now all we're sweating out here is some pre-flop stuff. And uh, from a side perspective, it does look like the Colorado State, I'm going to say, is up against it, Danny. But maybe, maybe not. And I've got to do it really quickly. We'll get it out of the way. Uh, 41-21. The Tar Heels, since going down 7 to nothing, have outscored App State 41-14. to One of the big blind moves of this uh, early slate of the day. NC was initially, UNC, a three-point, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, closes a three, three-and-a-half-point underdog, and are up 20 on the road. There's been no offense whatsoever from the Mountaineers. And again, like I've stressed before, I I liked App State because of what I thought they were going to be able to do with the ground game and the lack of defensive dominance that maybe was going to be thrown out there in this spot by the Tar Heels, but they've proven me wrong. So look, I mean, it happens. You tip your cap. Uh, That's going to be a fat L for me. But man, App State up 21 to 7, and then they've just been in embarrassed ever since and now the question is too and i know jvt you and i have talked about recency bias and not looking back too much on the past week but when you lose a game in that type of fashion if you're app state i think maybe they have the aggies next week if i'm not mistaken but geez i mean, that's got to kill some momentum if you had any when they were up 21 to 7 and wow i i just props to north carolina i guess they're now laying 19 totals at 75 and a half uh, next week for appalachian state uh, you are correct. Texas A&M, who uh, is still in this uh, weather delay with Sam Houston. And not a, not a really impressive performance from Texas A&M up to this point. We'll see what happens oh. once this game gets resumed. Uh, but kind of along your line of thinking here, what this looks like uh, from a line standpoint for next week for App State, what the reaction will be after a loss like this. And especially, Danny, after the market was so high on them in this game. That's the other part of it, too. Uh, you do wonder what that reaction is going to be like for the Mountaineers as they head into a second-week matchup against Texas A&M if Texas A&M can finish this game. Um, All right. I think that's it from a scoring standpoint update. Everything's up to date from where we're at. Oh, no. Best game of the day. Got to tell you. Iowa, up 5-3, driving, turns the ball over, gives it to South Dakota State. (laughs) South Dakota State now has the ball. Uh, They'd call it like their 40-yard line-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, But this hotly contested contest, I guess, if you will call it that, um, still anybody's game at this point right now. Uh, But this is incredible because we're talking about eight total points with 14 (laughs) minutes left to go in the fourth. Grand total of 136 yards for Iowa and 121 for the Jackrabbits. Are you seeing like a total around like 15 and a half? That's what it seems like to be around here. 17 and a half, yep. Jeez. (laughs) 
You almost have to bet to see a bet a total under that was as low as 15 and a half or 17 and a half, and it'll probably still get there. I was going to say, you can entice, uh, maybe you would entice somebody uh, laying a buck 30 on under 17 and a half in a college football game in 2022, and you might be in yeah. pretty good position to actually get it if that's going to be the case. All right. Uh, I'll give you the floor, Danny. We've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, I know we've talked about these throughout the program, but uh, the bets that you've got up to this point and what you're looking at later today, we actually share one play. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start with the one that we don't share, and I can let you kind of expound on the one we are sharing a little bit more than myself. But Oregon and Georgia, we've talked about this game in nauseam at this point, but it could be one of the better games of the day. So uh, Georgia came in as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. The line has moved down in favor of the Ducks. It seems consensus-wise now we're seeing 16-and-a-half across the board in favor of the Bulldogs. So Oregon getting a little bit of love, and I agree with that sentiment. I, I took 17 points with Oregon a couple days ago, but look, aside from just looking at the talent, you have a little bit of the narrative backstory here with Dan Lanning, the former UGA defensive coordinator, now head coach for the Ducks. I mean, it's going to be emotional game all around, and look, he, he wants to show that he can hold his own against a former team. He doesn't want to get bullied. He doesn't want to get embarrassed, and nobody wants that to happen, but it's kind of hard to control that against Georgia. But when you look at the actual players present on the field, uh, you and I, again, had been talking about this, but the trenches for the Ducks should be able to suffice, I feel like. And Bo Nix, assuming he's a consistent starter, no, he's not the greatest quarterback, and he's not going to be a quarterback that's going to lead you to the college football playoff, probably. But he's a guy who can create some magic from time to time and make you kind of just go, wow, yeah, he's capable of that. And I think there will be a couple instances where he can display that today against his Georgia team that may be a little bit more on the complacency side because they won the championship last year and they do have a big turnover and we know they're deep we know they can plug and replace immediately but week one crazy things happen we've seen it consistently every single year throughout college football I'm not saying Oregon's going to win but I think there's absolutely an opportunity for them to keep it close enough or at least have that backdoor cover open toward the end of the game so I took 17 points with the Ducks and then JVT the one you and I are going to be sweating out Cincy in Arkansas long story short for me since he's a team that's losing their top quarterback in the draft from last year uh, apparently it's going to be redshirt senior Ben Bryant who's going to be the starter I just don't know if there's going to be enough offense for the Bearcats to keep up with the side of Arkansas with KJ Jefferson who really had a great year last year both on the ground and in the air so I think it's going to be Arkansas up early I think they'll probably get up to a two touchdown lead and then Cincinnati really will just struggle to keep up and Arkansas should be able to cover by the key number of seven yeah along those lines we should note that too um when you lose two incredibly talented defensive linemen to the NFL draft, uh, that front seven get ravaged by departures as well. Only five guys coming back for Cincinnati defensively. It's a good, it was a good defensive uh, team last year, and they're still going to be really good this year. You're not replenishing your cupboard like the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world with top-tier high-end talent. Uh, they did a really good job of developing a lot of guys who ended up being NFL players, uh, but that's a really brutal loss for an out, for, to take on an Arkansas team, by the way, in the opening week with four guys back along an offensive line that's a real strength and an offense that relies on its running game. So echo everything you say there for Arkansas and uh, am on the Razorbacks minus six and a half. The other place for me, under Oregon and Georgia, um, under 54 and a half, the number that I got here, just the, it's pretty simple for me when you look at it. There is, I think, 
there is a misconception that Oregon can't really bang around with Georgia at the lines of scrimmage. I think it's there, but I don't know if Oregon's really going to score from an offensive standpoint. I don't like Bo Nix. You mentioned some of the negatives with him. I just think that this is one of those games where Georgia could definitely uh, cover a 16, 16 and a half, and still this game goes under that total because Oregon doesn't really give you anything. I love what we're watching here, by the way, with Michigan and Colorado State too, right? Uh, Colorado, or, yeah, Colorado is being shut out, Colorado State, and Michigan has 44 points, and we're still obviously well under that pre-flop total. So similar type of game potentially there, but I think this is going to be a, a low-paced type of game under 54 and a half. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, Arizona plus six and a half. For me, it's just playing against the perception of San Diego State. Don't love the quarterback situation. Don't love what this offense is going to be. And with Jed Fish bringing back about 15 guys, Arizona, when we talk about stability and returning production, got a lot of it to, I think, stay in a game like that even though it's a disadvantageous spot on the road in a new stadium for the Aztecs. Very quick update, third and goal for NC State. They are up 21-14, so we'll see if they can extend their lead. And look, a smart man once told me, Danny, there's nothing worse than hope. Matt Humans has said it many times, and those embers of hope, they're still there as App State has punched one in, and they are down by 13. Fingers crossed, baby. Hey, anything could happen. It's a shootout. I already claimed them dead, so I don't know if I could come back from the dead, but, you know, crazier things have happened. So we're going to hope for the best, JB. Yeah, 12 minutes and 10 seconds left in the fourth. Come on. You got plenty of time here. We got time. We got time. We'll see what we can make happen. Hey, I'm just excited to see what will happen with your game later tonight with Western Kentucky and Hawaii, baby. That's going to be a thriller. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see if this gets to 17. <laughs> I don't know if I have it in me to sweat that game out. Might be one of those where you bet the number and then just don't watch it because you don't really right. want to sweat out Hawaii for the most part. It'd be too stressful. Also later today, I mean, there's a lot of good games. Boise State, Oregon State is going to be a pretty fascinating matchup. That's in the 7 o'clock window, too. So plenty left to get to in the world of college football. And guess what? VSIN's not going anywhere. So stick around. Live Bet Saturday continues. Ben Wilson and, of course, Jeff Parle is going to take you on for the rest of the day. You're going to have Ben Fox reporting from here at Circa as well. VSIN.com, folks. Make sure you check it out. Watch the rest of the programming. See you tomorrow for Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.